0: please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut.
1: only just realized i get free access to apple tv plus which is a great name for a streaming service um because i have family sharing and i can steal it <laughs> from my parents is it really called
0: apple tv plus
1: yes oh same year disney plus came out apple tv plus came out you couldn't
0: possibly call it apple plus because that's its own thing and you could possibly make it an entire media service you know like they could
1: Apple TV, because Apple TV is already a solid piece of hardware. Um, Uh, And also, it contains like five TV shows and everything else, like all the movies still cost money because... It's just an
0: iTunes store with um, content they've made for the iTunes store.
1: Yeah, you get like five TV shows and the rest of it's just, yeah, no, this still costs money. They really box
0: themselves in. in calling it iTunes
1: i itunes isn't technically like it's only a thing if you kind of use it on a computer it doesn't really exist anywhere else anymore
0: isn't it still the store where you buy music and shit through apple and listen to podcasts and
1: music just exists in its own store thing called music Ah. or apple music if you get the subscription service
0: so it's just called a music uh, store these days, which is probably what yeah. they tried to copyright. Yeah. And then everyone was like, "No, a music store is literally a music store. You can't copyright a music store." Like doing? they did, tried to do with apps. It's like, no, no, an app is a thing. You don't get to.
1: It's just application shortened. You don't get to. Um, so C. Mm. I don't know what. The heard of it
0: yeah it's the blind just some Momoa blindness yeah. um horizon zero dawn thing right
1: yeah mm. um has some wonky characters but for the most part is really just fun
0: oh that's good then okay good it's like reviews i've seen all
1: crap on it but i liked it Um, so the biggest criticism i had of it is like
0: how can these people be so happy about running headfirst into battle when they know they can't see what's coming
1: so they have a society that is very much and what i quite like about it is that they took a lot of time to explore how blind people would interact
0: right okay so they did see so
1: like everyone like sit close super close and hold hands while they have a conversation and shit like that and they'll like like, if you're threatening somebody, you will, like, get right up in their face and actually grind your cheek into their cheek just to emphasize how much. Um, they have a you written couldn't, language. You couldn't,
0: couldn't possibly do that with the, like, tone and volume of your voice.
1: <laughs>
0: no, not at all. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what was, what were you going to say?
1: Um, they have a, um, a written language that's based on like ropes, uh, knots tied in lengths of rope. Oh yeah, that's smart. And they can also um, write. They like sort of squiggle their finger on each other's hands, and that's like a written language too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, huh.
0: oh, I they build you know, their
1: villages with like hanging chimes and and wires and cables and stuff between buildings to so that you just like everyone basically walks around with a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And you, you just kind of stick your stick slightly up in the air and just glide your stick along the side of the rope, and that's how you know where you're going.
0: Right. Have they? Everyone
1: really? Yeah. Um. The battle scenes are actually really, really
0: good. Not really well choreographed, and yeah, and like
1: people will sort of ground and pound fight quite often, and then swap to like more slash stab based on where they hear things. Mm -hmm. Um there are like a group called they call them stalkers, I think. Yeah. Or ghosts. Shadows, shadows. Which are people that have sort of studied this art of um you you like get naked, paint yourself up with like clay or paint or whatever shit is around, I guess. So far I'm on and board? You what?
0: So far I'm on board. Go on.
1: Um and you You follow people around and spy on them, and because everyone's blind, it's about being sufficiently good at moving stealthily, and being like a real... They all sort of move like um, Rogue does in the X-Men movies, really like sexily. And they do like cartwheels and shit, and do very, very slow, careful moves that the rest of the blind people aren't really
0: paying attention to
1: capable of doing. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. only move when people are moving or when there's appropriate sounds. Yeah, yeah. So they you can literally just like hire one and they don't necessarily help you or not, depending on what they think is sort of the God's will, but yeah, there'll be like two characters who are blind and you know they're blind having a conversation and there'll just be a third person in the room that's like covered in paint. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um do you remember from Blade Runner twenty forty nine the um, angry woman robot lady.
0: Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yes. Uh, angry um, robot. So she
1: plays yes. the I queen don't... of like a big strong faction. Okay. So this shit feels like a Fallout TV show, mm. if just everyone was blind. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So she runs a faction and holds power based on the fact that she her family lineage got an old hydroelectric dam working. Jesus. Um, And she is like batshit insane with power. She speaks in a high voice and raises while she talks. And um, her concept of praying to the gods is masturbation or forcing other people to go down on Earth. She like, will speak her prayers while somebody else is pleasuring her. It's quite a strange thing to watch, especially in the lounge with your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: um, worry, man, you just pretend you're all blind.
1: Um so anyone that's born with sight, they consider a witch.
0: Ah oh, so people are still born with it's not just a
1: very, very rarely. Yeah. And uh so One of the original like consorts to the queen was this guy that is sort of referred to with a lot of reverence by some characters and hate by a lot of others until Mm. you eventually sort of learn more and more about him and understand what he's like as an actual person. It's very fallout again, but um,
0: it sounds like a cross over madly involved
1: with him, but he left her for whatever reason. Right. And he, he was sighted, and I think because she he left her she banded together an army and called them witch hunters and put one of her best generals in charge of them and made them have um, there been any jokes about
0: him out. seeing somebody else <laughs> <laughs> it's a missed opportunity I'm just saying <laughs> I don't mean to shit on this I am probably going to watch it it does sound good <laughs>
1: yeah um and he your like the main character's mum is like some runaway
0: lady. Your mum's a runaway Man. lady. I'm sorry, I have the wrong amount of gin at this point.
1: Fair enough. Mm. Um, We're good. Okay. I should drink more. Um, their mum's like a runaway who turned up pregnant in the camp of all the main characters, and um, Jason Momoa, who's like their best general and strongest warrior but also is infertile or something kind of treated that as his god's blessing that he should make this woman his wife he's He's a a witcher
0: okay he can't have kids of his own he's the best at what he does nice
1: yeah um he's gruff but in a lovable kind of way it's amazing because he's like
0: sorry you cut out there can you repeat that last bit um,
1: watching him fight is fucking amazing he walks around with a, a his so his stick is a meat cleaver staff, which the end of the staff is a hilt, which when he removes it, is a katana. Jesus Christ. So saying. every so time you have him wielding a staff meat cleaver and a katana at the same time.
0: And because he's a giant, and he, big, strong he, man, he's, he's just going to swing like both a him.
1: giant hulk that swings his blades at anything that moves.
0: Yeah, 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 okay.
1: Um, And he's but like he has his own dark past that's sort of explored throughout the story as well. But um, the two main characters are basically the kids, which um, time sort of fast forwards to when they're about somewhere between 18 and 20, but mm. they're still quite not just because they're two-sided kids. Um, but as time goes on, you realize that the the guy that fathered them has basically been Like considers himself the progenitor of the master race because he can see.
0: So he can see his his children around the
1: countryside, like injecting sighted children into different civilizations and telling them how to raise the children and what to teach them. Oh wow! Giving them books and stuff, with the belief that eventually they should be sent on to join his like civilization, which he's building. Mm
0: -hmm. And Um, so they're all his kids. kids. He's having them
1: all. old prison which they keep alive
0: huh.
1: um, it's yeah it all just feels extremely um, Fallout, out which is cool mm. I've got to say because it sounds Republic like um...
0: Dave all over again <laughs> <laughs> you were describing uh... <laughs> yeah well, before it sounded like you were describing one part blindness and one part book of book, um, book of Eli so it just sounded like you were uh, I mean you're not 100% to... wrong Yeah.
1: the Also, don't because because none of them can see they've lost human civilization. So so they they were aware that people used to see in the past, and Mm -hmm. that there's shit out there that people built, but they don't know what it is, and they're afraid of it.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: And there's talk of like at one point somebody mentions the um, they like calls them like the vertical mountains or something which basically just implies they found some sort of wall that they can't understand why the wall is so perfectly flat and like, why this mountain is so flat and straight.
0: Gotcha. I was going to say, aren't all mountains <laughs> vertical? <laughs> yeah. Um, True. It's a horizontal mountain. It's yeah. growing out of wall. That's just um, land, cousin grandpa. <laughs> 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 it's Monday. <laughs> um, um, gamey wooden and gangplanks.
1: And the the kids, I find that the, the girl is a bit frustrating because they've they've been more modern with their choice of how to archetype the two characters. So the girl is the headstrong, violent one, right? Okay. Um, and it, it I think because traditionally you're always taught that women are more like logical headed and less prone to violence than men are. Mm, mm. It, it can often seem. Odd or at odds with how you think reality works when a woman's like that, but when a man's like that, you kind of just accept it
2: because mm-hmm. you
1: taught to believe that men can just bomb Yeah. Um. Whereas the son is very like, he believes in yeah you know, raising the people together and stuff. Whereas the girls very much like, I can see I'm better than everyone else.
0: Huh. Um. I wonder if any, yeah. just from a writing. I wonder if at any point they were writing them completely differently and just decided at some point, you know what, we, we can just flip these. Maybe.
1: I I, I would I'm always interested in that sort of stuff.
0: I mean, that was that's a writing technique I always play with. It's like I write something, a, a, like a scene or a bit of dialogue or an action or a description, yeah. um, and like just just to see w- what would change. You flip the gender and just go, huh, still works, or like, huh, doesn't work. In the right ways, it works. In the wrong, right... yeah, you know, there's different ways. It, it, um, yeah, it's only ever brought from what they did with, I think, Alien, right? It was um, Sigourney yeah. Weaver was written as a man. Mm. And they still cast her, just like it doesn't actually change any of the events of the film in any way. Yeah. Anyway, but she's
1: watching Jason Momoa like.
0: be a better class of human being in front of everyone else just because he's yeah like
1: they all kind of he almost moves more ape-like like Like it's because the the two adult kids are like the only two characters in the show that actually stand up perfectly straight like people
0: Mm -hmm. everyone else hunches because they can touch the ground with their hands which makes them feel safe yeah
1: and um if they're moving on really rocky terrain then like mamawa is always like kind of a sweep left leg. Um, sort of scuttle forward, sweep mm. leg, scuttle forward, sweep leg, scuttle forward. Mm. So, like, um, they're always, yeah, they they just have like you can tell that they put real effort into thinking about how all these people should move. Mm. And um, certain, certain, um, yeah, you know, like those that are better fighters tend to be better movers as well. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of the other people are just like more like just blind civilians mm. that need help out all the time. Um you realise just how big Jason and is next to normal people too. Six
0: foot four, yeah. Like yeah. just an actual beast of a human.
1: He's a big man. Um and the guy that plays the sun is taller than him. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I, I just sort of saw it and I was like, hang on, how tall is Jason Momoa? And he was like, yeah, and this kid looks like he's a solo at least two inches tall. And, and he doesn't have a, a profile.
0: He doesn't have a Wikipedia page.
1: Nah, I don't think he's been... in. Anything he's
0: gangly, in isn't he? Yeah.
2: Yeah. He like um, sort of pom-
0: just looks like a brown Doug Jones type. Like if you coated okay. him in, in Star Trek kind of makeup, he might um do really well just doing Performance captures sort of performances.
1: Um, the the show kind of bulks him out a bit with um, furs
0: and things. They're, they're yeah. The cold climate. Yeah. He's only twenty four. Oh shit! Oh no, he is shorter than Momoa. He's only one seventy 170, uh, three one point seven three meters. He's le- he's under six foot. I think it's
1: shorter than I. How does that work?
0: Momoa's one ninety three. He's got Momoa's got twenty centimeters on him.
1: Yeah, but maybe they, like, made him look bigger.
2: Hmm.
1: What the fuck? I just got a tip from Dad's shit just got serious for Iran.
0: Oh. Okay. Let's talk about Trump- that while we look that up. Trump orders
1: attack that kills Iranian general.
0: Pentagon confirms um, our own officials. Kurds? Force leader? Jesus Christ, he just killed the leader of the Kurds. What the fuck? Um, their only ally there, they just killed their leader.
2: If it was a... Those are who the
0: Kurds are, right? Yeah. Um... Killed at the direction of the president like
1: Holy shit So that, 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 that but
0: It wasn't even adjusted Like a, he, he got killed, he was killed While we were doing he stuff wasn't He killed killed actually in
1: got, Iran was he
0: No in Iraq But the, mm-hmm. it literally got told By the president hey go kill this guy Specifically Don't do anything else go murder him Thank you
1: being driven by a car, at Baghdad airport alongside local iran and militias, when he was hit by U.S. airstrikes.
0: The there's a tweet here: The U.S. is active international terrorism, targeting and assassinating General Soleimani, the most effective fighting, the most effective force fighting ISIS, Al-Nusra, Al-Qaeda, etc. All uh, is extremely dangerous and a full escalation. The U.S. bears responsibility for all consequences, consequences of its rogue adventurism. So he was the head of uh, the Revolutionary Guard, who are essentially their um, their CIA. They handle clandestine operations abroad. the
1: commander
0: in the Iran has acknowledged the role of the Kurds' force in the conflict in Syria, where it has advised forces loyal. To President Bashir al-Assad and armed Thousands of Shia Muslim militia men Fighting alongside them and in Iraq where it is Back a Shia dominated paramilitary force That helped tackle IS So it be- literally becomes ISIS versus the Shia yeah. And we've picked the Would side you know, Of apparently neither a lot of
1: What Bashir al-Assad They claim he's done Is anti Propaganda by The western forces
0: Yeah, the U.S. US Secretary of State designated um, his Revolutionary Guards as a foreign terrorist organization in April.
1: Yeah. I mean, the important thing to remember is that this has been a known part of the U.S.-like foreign policy plan for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were always going to invade
0: Iran. Which really just makes you think. In twenty years, when they come out with a movie about the ridiculousness of the Trump era, um, you realise that he was placed there by like a don by um by a Dick Cheney equivalent to be able to facilitate a war in Iran happening. Everything else, yeah, exactly. Right.
1: Well, do you ever remember there was a like a tweet by Trump that said they tried to make me start a war in Iran? I said no no that, that's a, i can't remember the exact wording of it i'll see if i can find it
0: i wonder who they trump were.
1: specifically tweeted that they as in the u.s like like the, the pentagon. pentagon tried yeah. to get him to approve an attack on iran and he said no it's
0: like wikipedia is quick to the mark, eh? they're like already got his confirmed date of death on wiki and like all over it it's like jesus
1: it's just like some random tweet
0: the airstrike followed oh. attacks on the American embassy in Baghdad by an Iran Iran backed militia and the 2019 K1 airbase attack so it was in response to something
1: The U.S. act of international terrorism, targeting and assassinating General Soleimani, is the most effective force fighting. Oh, the most effective force fighting Daesh. It's extremely dangerous and foolish.
0: He was said to have a calm presence about him, and it was said that he carried himself inconspicuously and rarely raised his voice, exhibiting understated charisma. In Western sources, his personality has been compared to the fictional characters Carla, Kaiser Soze, and the Scarlet Pimpernel. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: he's probably actually a good person. I don't know that, or he's um, yeah, or he's different. Whatever he is,
0: he was an extremely intelligent to be the head of an intelligence agency, essentially or an intelligence force.
1: Trump administration has alleged that the coup's force is Iran's primary. Of the US terrorist groups across the Middle East, including Lebanon's Hezbollah movement and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, mm-hmm. by providing funding, training, weapons, and equipment. US Secretary of okay. State Mike Pompeo Iran's revolutionary guard by
0: unprecedented. I was just saying the Kurds support non state actors in many countries, including Lebanon, the Lebanese Hezbollah. It's Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon. <laughs> it's the Lebanon. Sorry, God. <laughs> um oh there's a surprise that he's they are uh, known to support Palestine on the Gaza Strip.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh they report directly to the supreme leader of Iran, Ayatollah Khamenei. Right
1: community's uh, uh, like one of those people you're like yeah he's a nut job but also he has witnessed his country be shat on for years by the united states yeah All awful but he, oil, is, right? he is like one of the major forces of the islamization of iran and iraq yeah
0: because yeah, yeah,
1: have yeah. you ever seen like 80s iran and iraq when they were like they looked like Western
0: countries. Yeah, they were the completely country. liberated. They just seemed like um yeah, just many other parts of um Europe and um Eastern Europe yeah. and yeah. Well not Eastern Europe in the eighties, but yeah. Um no, they, they they could be held to the same countries. standard as what um Israel is today, essentially in terms of Yeah. What their world was so like. Israel's pretty Fucking too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, people have freedoms and they could walk and, and do their thing and, and live a life without it feeling like they're basically in a war state for the entire time.
2: Yeah. It,
1: I don't know. Yeah, like I said, this was known to be a part of the long term foreign policy goals of the United States for some reason. Mm. And this is also the reason, probably, why renewable energy might take longer than desired to taper off, to to take over, because hmm. all of these countries are still trying to push an oil-based economy.
0: Oof. And the United States dollar is based on petrol. No, really. In February 2011, Ali Khamenei supported the Egyptian uprising against their government, describing it as an Islamic awakening instead of Arab Spring. Trying to communicate with Arab people, he addressed Egypt's protesters in Arabic. Iranians are not Arabs, and Iran's official language is Persian. He introduced himself as your brother in religion while praising the explosion of sacred anger. Or the
1: Islamization of... The Arab world and stuff is a direct result of bloody Western interference. Mm-hmm. That it's a war economy, man. Snake was right. Fox die or something. You are the lightning in the rain. Microwave razor burning me
0: battle wait do you think you fight weird bug creatures and like swamp mud monsters in death stranding as a direct result of uh, crab battle I've just made that connection now <laughs>
1: you think Metal Gear Solid crab battle had a um, lasting effect on
0: and Kojima yeah that's the real reason he split from Konami <laughs> I want to make crab battle for real though no.
1: Oh. <laughs> Go work in our gyms.
0: The original big boss was actually a crab.
1: <laughs> the signs <science laughs> were always there.
2: Remember <laughs> Shadow bosses Uh.
1: Thought, apparently, people are trying to ban the Rising Sun flag from Tokyo because a lot of Japanese still use it. Oh, spawns. the
0: original Rising plays is in like the Empire of Japan um the flag that f- fuck what it's their actual it's a few it's a warlord kind of few. it's Edo period though like let it be its thing it's
1: with well, the it the was a biggest it was a war flag um the south koreans who say to them it's a lot like flying a nazi flag
0: Ooh. yeah okay i was, I, I was I thinking if it was that. just american sentimentality <laughs> saying mm, Pearl Harbor, my, my, my boats." um yeah south South korea never really got their um um got to deliver japan with their comeuppance with a fucking atomic bomb did they so um, as,
1: as much as i'm no pro china person i imagine some chinese might feel the same way
0: yeah understandably yeah that's fair um
1: Their flag didn't fundamentally change. They just took the sun rays off.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's frankly, simply put, it's an imperial flag and they're not imperialist anymore, so they shouldn't use it.
1: Is it a Japanese flag or is it like the flag of a successful, like,
0: battle? You
1: know what I mean? Like how Japanese shoguns had their logos and shit. Um, Is this like a family that rose to prominence and that's their family flag, or is it actually...
0: Yeah, it would have been the warlords at the time Um, during the Edo period would have used it but uh, the history of it it goes back as early as 7th century Um, Samurai have carried variations of it from day one essentially, in terms of so the factions the, the specific flag that flew over Japan during that period must have belonged to a particular house of um
1: Can you, can you hit pause? i am go, um, just got a call Yep, cool.
0: cool It's about Iran, I bet
1: Chinese media is currently working China! Tied with Tokyo
0: So they're letting it go
1: Yeah, Xi Jinping wants to visit the new emperor Oh so, Interesting Well that just means well, Japan is just another part of China's long term uh um, absorption plan
0: what a brilliant way to um completely uh to carve some new inroads in that though just let your everyone else kick up a stink about this particular event happening uh in japan's actions behind it and then just going like you know what we don't care anymore we're gonna move on <laughs> it's a brilliant strategy
1: shit yeah well and that and china's so good at just saying no we as a country have all collectively <laughs> but mostly one of us has
0: decided that we're not against this Yeah, that's fine. We the nation. Yeah.
1: There's there's protest flags that are shown like pictures of what's his name? Shinzo Abe or something?
0: Yeah.
1: Is it Shinzo? It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um with a Hitler
0: moustache Oh him. fuck.
1: <laughs> and pictures of like the Nazi flag with an angle through it and then what so to the top top triangle is the rising sun bottom triangle is the
0: I mean it is the equivalent of the Americans using the um Confederate flag at the Olympic games
1: Yeah yeah it's it's it actually isn't a good look
0: But, like, but at the same time it's like but it's such a cool flag though
1: <laughs> I mean they they specifically created a new flag after World War 2 Mm. as a recognizance of the negativity of their actions mm. so from that logic i think it's justifiable
0: that they would mm. and now that you put it that way it seems like an actual big fuck you to south korea to say all your noise about like um comfort women that you've been bringing into the media recently yeah Go fuck yourself <laughs> with japan yeah
1: yeah i mean think about it that like you go to a sports match with Japan and they're waving the flag that the soldiers that raped your ancestors were waving. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look.
0: No, there are just, yeah, there are better th- things to fly. Uh, to fly. As if, just put Hello Kitty on a flag and be done with it. You as a country are neutered anyway. Just be neutered. <laughs> just put, um,. The, the Namekian
1: flag I was gonna
0: say we've let you have the strongest Goku. the strongest fictional character across all everything. Goku. <laughs> we've let you have that. Like you he can beat Superman. No questions yeah. asked. Um he can destroy Dr. Manhattan if he wanted to. Uh like he is a god yeah. at this point. Just it's fine. You can have yeah. the strongest fake thing. It's cool. Yeah.
1: He has died multiple times and mm. shows no sign of that. Affecting his ability to continue to be the best character.
0: So they still use the rising flag on like posters, clothing. Asahi Brewery, Brewery still uses it in Japan. Um, Shit. That's where I've seen E Honda and Street Fighter Two still uses it. Um,
1: that's right.
0: <laughs> just, just ridiculous. <laughs> 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 oh
2: wait, hang on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're gonna to wanna to turn that down on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: it's spiked.
1: <laughs> um what am I reading? I'm reading about the what will the end of oil do to geopolitics.
0: It's pronounced geopolitics and it's my favorite <laughs> Pokemon.
1: <laughs> it's the geocruiser.
0: He's cruising for some geo. <laughs> G-O. i just I just rank so geo clearly stands for gay experiences overseas right
1: i mean it does now
0: <laughs> did you come
1: up with that or is that yeah, literally thing?
0: just now it's like stringing together gay experience <laughs> overseas oh my god this stuff writes GEO. itself <laughs> thank you stephen king's book
1: like when he I um, hugged me. a group of people and a German dude touched my ass, and then I looked at him and he was like happy that he touched my ass, and then I was uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> was it because, <laughs> was it because he was actually gay, or because you're like, oh, are you gonna like flank me Hannibal style and eat me? <laughs> Hello, I have no idea. He just sharpens a couple of blades and goes, "Hello." Would you I'd like? like would dinner. you like some rum? Rump. A rump. So yeah, tell us about the time he got fucked by a German dude, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it it literally was just that. It was like a group hug and then he grabbed my bum and I have no idea why he did it. It was terrifying.
0: Because he's the German us and he just sets sets out to make people feel uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Just like camera zooms on his face and you just say,
0: Rammstein! Rammstein!
1: <laughs> and then, uh, um superimposition of that I was gonna giant say, stage yeah. dick yeah. coming on the ground.
0: I was gonna say his face on superimposed onto a like a giant bodybuilding man, which is basically all <laughs> of Romstein ever did. <laughs> yeah.
1: This this is basically an article that points out if we all shift to renewable energy then all the world's the like Western and developing world's governments will collapse because everything we do is kept afloat by oil sales. Right. Goddamn. And, I mean, you think about all the, like, how much we're paying in, um, for petrol. Mm. Like, how, how much of that is taxed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true.
1: Because New Zealand petrol is ridiculous pricing, but it's, like, what? more than 65% tax
0: yeah um, um, a large chunk of it goes directly into our healthcare system to pay for specifically road injuries and road oh, right. accidents um, a large portion of it is also dedicated and levied out to transport agency and um, infrastructure so it feeds itself so if we stripped it away at least uh, if we stripped it away smartly we won't yeah. really feel any real impact um We'll just see like an influx of electric vehicles being taxed in the appropriate way to, to yeah. meet that end and possibly making people uh, pay for registrations for cycling on the road and all that kind of stuff um, over time. But our country is pretty self-sustaining in that we've levied out a lot of the petrol costs in the same way we've done it with tobacco. So if we just completely right. got rid of tobacco, it's like, eh, cool, it's fine. Our books, yep. our books for the foreseeable budget that we have mapped out over the next five years, is gone for this particular thing we wanted to do. But because it's now illegal, uh, a lot of those costs won't exist in the first place. So it doesn't sure. really matter. Um,
2: yeah. Okay.
0: But with um, tobacco, if you illegalize that, you just create a black market, and you become you get yeah. into the same area where you do with um, with drugs. Yeah, she sure. can't regulate and tax on it. We can make so much fucking money on weed and um, psychedelics if we just controlled it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And, and provide so- certain for and it. also just f- uh, New Zealand's terrible at doing this. But when we introduce a new something product for consumption, hmm. um, yep. yes, we regulate it, but it's so bare bones and basic that it doesn't actually have the impact it should. We need to. There's no loss leaders in new yeah. zealand because we're a test market and we're so tiny that something is overpriced as soon as it hits the market and it slowly gets chipped down until enough people are like oh yeah cool i suppose that's an actual alternative to just buying a tinny off my mate yeah um so i don't know if they flood the market with enough different options of different things you'll quickly see the shitty p epidemic kind of whimper because people have so many options out there and potentially prescribable options that they can just go straight to a free clinic, get um, prescribed something, an equivalent of pee, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or something that just weans them off of it in, in a different way and just gives them a different buzz that they can, they're fine. Especially uh, psilocybin. Like if they legalize yeah. mushrooms and psilocybin, they say goodbye to this generation's depression and anxiety because it treats it. Sure. Mm. Anyway, so that gay, gay German sex. <laughs> um, so,
1: so does this sound familiar? Um,
0: if you just masturbating into failed the microphone, <laughs> yeah. This
1: is a this is a think tank that d- look does things about failed states. If you can't deliver food, energy, water, and security, it's pretty difficult to deliver internal stability to urban populations. Mm. When you fail to meet their expectations, they write. You could have the basic structures of a state falling apart. But much more than that, when people riot or look like they might riot, what tends to happen in those situations is that countries seek foreign adventures in order to distract people from their unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So this is talking about what would happen if oil markets collapsed to the the Gulf States, because their oil is no longer necessary. Right, yeah. You remove energy, but that is a mm-hmm. literal description of how the West works
0: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: We have externalized wars in other countries to help and save them, which we dedicate the lives of our poorest and least educated.
0: Mm-hmm. And as puritanical as uh, the West can be, sometimes we let people fuck whatever they want, however they like. Mm um on a whim they can record it sell it consume it um like prostitution in america for example illegal but it's done it's fine people don't give a shit not really it just happens um and that's the other that was the missing piece of that puzzle that you were just describing in terms of comfort and um the base psychologies of what humans crave uh beyond like they need safety food water um Energy comes into that in terms of safety and infrastructure and like a, a and walls and sex. Sex is the other one. Yeah. So what I'm saying yeah, is we need to introduce just a fuck army <laughs> into the Middle East. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I I remember writing one of the the stories that I wrote when I was about seventeen, which is... when I yeah, was yeah, and it was it was. Seven? I don't think any state is actually functional. I think as soon as you can get your state to the point where you can create externalised random wars in other places to give everyone a sense of purpose, mm. I think once you do that, that's how you're, you sort...
0: Yeah, well, that's the next level of... Um, stability. You've got your food, water, shelter, sex... Um you know, money, financial security above that. Uh, beyond that, the most important thing is that sits on top of the little like psychological pyramid of humanity, I think, is uh, purpose. So you can give people as hmm. much money as they need from the job that they're doing, but if they don't enjoy it and they don't feel fulfilled by it, um, they don't have a sense of purpose and a sense of sure. completionism with what, what they what they set out to achieve um yeah. those dopamine hits won't hit and they'll um everything else will just start to crumble. So you have to keep build up to that thing because that's you know, pay people enough I, I learn about it with work and stuff, so you pay people enough to be comfortable enough to have what they need, which is food, shelter, security. Um which then allows them to socialize and have sex. Um but if you don't also provide a sense of purpose with what they're doing then Over time, it'll just—it won't really be anything more than just a dead end.
1: So then, how in a in a post-religious world, Mm. what is purpose?
0: Well, that's the thing. Our purposes will become dogmatic to an extent, but they won't necessarily be dictated by dogma or or by a sense of thought. Um, Dogmatic. Your religious hatred
1: re- of others, dogmatic pursuit of war, yeah. dogmatic uh, pursuit of almo- financial achievement, and almost—is that al- what you mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. an, an almost autistic um, uh, love affair with something that doesn't really matter, but it matters to you. That you want, yeah, you get a sense of achievement out of like working with them, that or working towards something in particular, and ticking boxes off of a sheet, and um. Building something, even if it isn't something actually good for the rest of humanity, <laughs> um, but it's yeah. good for you to be able to do that because it's something you believe in doing. Um,
1: so does that does that justify why we seem to pursue AI despite the fact that it would probably be our own? absolutely?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the same reason we split the atom, knowing full well what it could do.
1: Um, Might torch the atmosphere, yeah. Uh,
0: and it's a, yeah, it's the same reason we built, you know, we we. Once we had learned how gunpowder works, we we put those into devices to kill each other, and we're like, ah, oh, we can create things that can kill people even faster. Because I want to do that, and it's it's why they could pluck uh, scientists out of Nazi Germany and put them in a different room, and they didn't care. They just got to make. They were like, yes, to a certain degree, there were people that would have done things against their will and designed rockets for team for teams for team rocket um that wouldn't have aligned with their personal beliefs but they got some they got a sense of achievement out of being able to do something by default so they just did it if they genuinely cared about the um the end game and the uh to rally against something they didn't believe in they would have died and fallen on their sword to protect the rest mm. of the world against the tyranny of somebody building a fucking bomb um uh, but they didn't care not really they don't care what it was used for Right. So, yeah. So, is
1: is there any form of this outcome, like this, this, this needs to be fulfilled that you're describing that is positive?
0: Um, I mean, there's always it's a it's a genuine. I think it's literally the creative part of our brains that have evolved over time to be able to do something uh yep. have be have just literally evolved to be creative and to design and build and make. So um we can quite quickly dismiss the um it's quite easy. Like it's I think it does become a scale of passion versus ethos or ethics. At what point do you sell your soul to be able to do what you want to do? Or get to yeah. do what you want to do. So I mean suck a few dicks to make a hollywood movie like be a be a star (laughs) it's that same sort of thing like you get there's yeah i don't know it's there are definitely positives to it but um i think that's the entire point of, of ethics and philosophy right it's somebody actively stating um we need to put barriers around ourselves so that we ensure that whatever it is that we want to be doing or are passionate about doing and learning how to do doesn't actually kill people even though it might because somebody else might pick it up and be like that's cool let me kill somebody with that (laughs) i mean our entire um our entire uh r&d philosophy in modern times especially in the west is funded uh propagated and controlled by military (laughs) industrial complex so Nothing gets built or designed or invented these days unless it's got a military application. Not really.
1: Yeah, I mean everything we have that's good came from, a, from came from a need to be able to kill other like people, a right? Military version. Yeah,
0: a need to be able to win a war or a battle or have a better toy than somebody else. Like even the film industry is is great as that was to come but the time you have to look at the time that that came out of it's a time of propaganda it was a time of uh influence of ideas of ideologies versus ideologies um and it was used the infrastructure behind it was used by like set up by people who had seen and fought in wars and had a shitload of money to show for it you know it could have been like war bonds or whatever it was that they you know there were people with money who went to california and set up (laughs) That industry, off the back of shit that had happened and in, in wars and things.
2: Mm. Um,
1: I mean, it's so like I remember. Th- so the that Ford versus Ferrari movie. Yep. It it removes the fact that two of the pivotal characters in that.
0: There's no Fords or Ferraris to... in this movie.
1: <laughs> in, in in Ford's journey to beating Ferrari. Mm. The two major players were New Zealanders.
0: Oh, really? Oh, that doesn't surprise me.
1: But because that doesn't suit the narrative that the filmmakers want to tell, which is an American success story, Mm. those characters aren't discussed, really. Um, And it was like one of the drivers and the team boss, I think, were both New Zealanders.
0: (laughs) But they picked a different team boss and a different driver instead.
1: Well, they they took two of the characters who were sort of there, but not as pivotal as maybe you'd like to believe, oh, and made them the two main characters.
0: Um, because was it Lamborghini that did the same thing? Like, the only reason Lamborghini exists is because Ferrari told them fuck off, or was it the other way around?
1: Yeah, Lamborghini was a it was a, it was farmer, a, it was a farmer that, that made created, tractors.
0: Yeah, he made a because it right? was
1: a yeah he he. He had a company that made tractors and he'd saved up his pennies, walked into a Ferrari dealership and said, I want to buy a Ferrari they mm. said, Fuck off farmer He said, Fuck your Bill own car with cocaine and hookers yeah. that's And smart. that's yeah, that's how Lamborghini turned up. But yeah, it's so think about the long term destruction of the historical narrative of the world because all movies and TV are basically American success stories. Mm. Like think about what that erodes for the rest of the world's history.
0: Well, I mean you compare um think about how, how... much of
1: World War 2 we treat as like a success story of the Americans when really it was Oh yeah, the Pacific.
0: The Russians. E- e- yeah, the fucking hell. Yeah. Um the the closest America will get to or you know the West will get to making a story that speaks of anything that happened remotely um uh, in relation to Russia's fucking Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wasn't Enemy at the Gates a story about a Russian?
0: Uh, Russian sniper? Yeah, it was. But they Americanized that too, right?
1: Uh, Um, I thought it was mostly English actors, but I could be
0: wrong. It was, yeah. It was um, Jude Law and Ray Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes.
1: Yes, no, 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 no. no. It's Joseph
2: Fiennes. Hello, brother.
1: Tell me, brother, are we loved? Yes, we yeah.
0: <laughs> Proceed to just make shitty Voldemort noises <laughs> while he eats.
1: No, folly.
0: Wait, <laughs> folly,
1: folly. Okay. Say no, no peace, no, no, no peace. peace.
0: That it sounds way to too specific.
1: Sorry. It's the. Um, no it's penis. the. From Independence Day when he's strangling the scientists. Oh, yeah. Bill Just make me Can remember. there be a peace between
0: us? No, peace. So different it's to Mars Attack.
2: <laughs>
0: no, South. No, shut up. <sighs> but, yeah. Um. Yeah, that was, that was actually, uh, they were all uh, English actors and Bob Hoskins, uh, but they were all Russian. Why do I not remember that? That was obviously a very Russian movie.
1: Uh, because it came out around the same time as... Black
0: Hawk Down? Behind Enemy Lines?
1: Nah, yeah, uh, No, the, the two like major World War Two movies, didn't it? Uh,
0: uh. Saving Privates.
1: Yeah, and the and the the crappier copy of it, which was the thin red line, right?
0: Oh, the thin red line. No, that was ages yeah. ago, wasn't
1: it?
0: Enemy at the Gates is two thousand and one, whereas oh, in ninety eight, Private Ryan was ninety eight, and yeah, off the back of those, then cool.
1: Yeah, I think I yeah, thin red line was ninety eight too. It was an attempt by the studio to try and upstage
0: upstage Spielberg making a war movie yeah okay good luck yeah Yeah.
1: do you know that um, any any movie involving the plight of Jews gives Stephen King (laughs) like a plus advantage (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I, I'm not even sure I've seen it I, I, I wonder if... Is there like a Russian World War II epic? Like a movie? Yeah. Russian films about World War Two. Fury.
2: It was Germany.
1: 234. It's just a movie. Escape from Sobibor.
0: Come and see.
1: We will not say goodbye. Indestructible. Anna's War.
0: So there's Come and See, which is a nineteen eighty five Russian film that was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. No, wait, it was selected, but it was not accepted as a nominee. <laughs> did what in, in did they tell the mid eighties? No. Well, in mid eighties. Yeah, well, I think Russia was pretty much banned from everything at that point. All oh, right. right. Um, list of Soviet submissions for the Academy Award for Best Foreign. Fuel.
1: Okay, so the T-34 is quite pretty, but it's very, like...
0: Oh, well, there's quite a... Hang on, whoa. Okay, so there's a few um, Soviet submissions. So there's War and Peace, which was 1968, which won the Academy Award. The War and Peace. Yeah, possibly. Um... There's one called... Wait, Akira Kurosawa directed a film for Russia and won an Academy Award in 1975, Dersu Uzala. What? It's the first huh. non-Japanese film that he directed. Wow. Okay. The last time they were nominated for an Academy Award... Oh, I was going to say the last time. It was like, in the 80s, you know, because the Soviets stopped existing in the 90s. So, of course, they stopped <laughs> submitting films. <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. Oh. Uh, what have we got? War and Peace is a film series. Wait, is it? I don't know. Hang on. It is based on Tolstoy's book.
1: So, they they have a pretty cool...
0: Oh, the film was released in four installments because it totals 431 fucking minutes.
1: Huh. Fuck. That's long.
0: They they have a pretty cool like yeah, it's seven hours. So it's a mini. Se- it's an entire. It's season one of War and Peace was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, I mean, insane because that book is fucking massive. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Dersu Uzala is a Soviet-Japanese co-production. Uh, the film is based on the 1923 memoir of the same name by a Russian explorer about his explorations of the Sakot Alin region of Russian Far East over the course of multiple expeditions in the early 20th century. Shot almost entirely outdoors in the Eastern Far East wilderness, the film explores the theme of, nat- of a native of the forests who has fully integrated into his environment, leading a style of life that will inevitably be destroyed by the advance of civilization. So it's um, The Remnant of The Revenant before The Revenant was a thing.
1: Huh. Uh, a um, 1941 Russian film with a 6.3 out of 10 rating called In the Rear of the Enemy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it made by Armando Arnucci? Yevgeny like
1: Schneider. Yeah, hey,
0: It's me, your cousin. Yuvgen, let's go bowling. <laughs>
1: Again. Schneider, doesn't that mean he's German?
0: No, it means he's Roy Schneider from TV's Jaws.
1: Ah, but of course. Zoya, Ukraine Flames. The Euro also, it's front. Roy
0: Schneider, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> the Eurofront. It's <laughs> a battle against the UTI. <laughs> set in a concentration. The Ascent.
0: Is a Soviet black and white film... From seventy seven. Uh during the at uh, a World War II film, two Soviet partisans go to a Belarusian village in search of food. Something else happens, something else happens. This is a you can't just describe the plot of a Russian film in a sentence, <coughs> can you? You just have to just read the fucking plot of the film. These things happen, and these men go here, and then they go over here, and then one of them doesn't go over here, but the other one does. Eventually so movie ends yeah.
1: An mm. old man goes to visit his wounded son in hospital But it turns out that he's already been released And he's back on the front lines He's he a comedy a <laughs> <to, to> <laughs>
0: comedy He's classic Russian funny movie
1: Reluctant to return home I think the
0: only did. genuine Russian oh, film we watched. Have was you seen break. the
1: trailer for Tina?
0: Uh, no, I was saving that For the what? podcast Ah, I wanted to watch, watch it now. Then. Go gone, sir Deck.
1: We all believe we'd run into the burning building. Cause Man it's a spy movie, right? Heat. It's it looks we like Inception know. to Inception harder. Nice.
0: Yeah, he's just using all Batman tech at the you moment. You do. You chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. test you passed? Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face.
3: As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. Nuclear holocaust? No. Something worse.
0: all I have for you is a word. Tell it. will open the right doors. The doors to Maku
2: You have to start looking at the world in a new way.
3: Try to understand it. Feel it. It
0: will happened here. Hasn't happened yet. So it is a time travel movie?
1: We, it would just <laughs> appears to be that they're moving forwards while time around them is moving backwards. I don't know what that means.
0: Just in certain parts. Okay. Um, Maybe it is an Inception, kind of like... The world isn't the world. Isn't it? Imagine if this was just a low-key sequel. I mean, it could. It's got the same fucking... um, uh, Like, the the film, the way it's being shot is... Basically, yeah. like this is clearly in that same universe. Like all of his other films. But don't you, quite you, have that you look same at look.
1: portions of, um, especially the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he's
0: got that very line. clean, um...
1: clean, but still shot on film.
0: Yeah, this is the cityscape. I feel like this <laughs> so movie IMAX is going to cameras basically. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this movie is going to do Robert Pattinson a lot of favors, and people going like, "Oh yeah, of course he could play Batman." Oops. Even though, like, yeah, of course, he, he could. He
1: was always gonna be able. To
0: you notice how she's just—they've done exactly what he did with DiCaprio, where he's dressed him up to look like Christopher Nolan.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's always a Christopher Nolan analog in every movie. Yeah, a well. Also, I like that in this movie Kenneth Branagh is just playing a um, rich prick. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like the closest to a real life Kenneth Branagh.
0: Well, I like how he's got. Um, I just noticed it's like, oh, I know this is a Nolan film because it's got that um, that just that guy who's got the really punchable face, um, telling him on the ship, "One word, tenant." Yeah, that forgettable-faced and like white guy that you just want to hit for no reason, yeah. even though he's not always the bad guy, but he usually is.
1: Yeah. Or at the very least, he's just like a character that kind of knows some stuff for a bit of the movie, and then he's gone. Yeah. A Chinese man was who was flying for the first time has been fined for throwing good luck coins into the plane's engines. <laughs> <laughs> he's twenty eight years old. The airline was called Lucky Air, and he's been fined seventeen thousand two hundred US
0: dollars. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Michael Caine Kane. Um I mean have you looked at the have you seen the poster for Tenet because it basically looks like an uh, a um, inception poster. Yeah. On the Wikipedia page.
1: The like it says Tenet but it's it's like a palindrome word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and but, he's walking I mean, across the surface of Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But is that, how much of that is intentional and how much is that just the market is trying to market something weird by just going, it's just Inception again. Yeah.
0: It's probably going to be more like um, Memento, but like easier to watch like um, Inception was.
1: Yeah. True. Because um, Memento hurt the brain in the wrong ways. Just, ugh. it's bound to be just more of Nolan going, I
0: like to tell nonlinear plots. Mm. And then explain then things it. at the end, kind of, but not really. Uh, shit, actually, all, do all of his movies? Yeah, all of his movies do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched the third act is always explaining the first two acts and why they happened in the way all the Batman movies did it? Um yeah. which are the ones his, that his shouldn't really do it. movies
1: actually plot wise are on par with Saw. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: Interstellar <laughs> did it with the um, Tesseract. Um, yeah. Uh, Memento clearly did because it, it needed to do it because that was the entire plot device. Um, but at the same time, the prestige that was also the plot device was explaining. So he just makes prestiges and calls them movies.
1: Yeah, basically. Mm. There's a there's a video which. um i remember seeing it in like a cracked article or something which was basically saying watch this video if you want to see how christopher nolan explains his own batshit nonsense (laughs) of a plot structure he basically takes a straight line turns it into a uh, line that folds back on itself and then creates like rather than telling the story linearly he tells it as um notches on either the sort of top line or the bottom line and then as you get closer to the curve that's the, the curve itself is what identifies the connection between the events you're seeing out of time and the events you've seen in time. Right, okay. So once you get to the curve that's when you understand what you've already seen properly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it basically is it is effe- effectively which re- essentially if a you make it a
0: prestige yeah, which if you make it a pretty enough film with interesting enough visuals or concepts behind it or IP behind it like yeah. Batman it doesn't matter and you will rewatch those movies even though now that you've understood the plot it's like oh i understand the plot i can watch it like a front-to-back film now instead of a uh, yes. topsy-turvy movie it's been explained to me the first time oh, i can rewatch it just out of value now
1: you do get two views out of his films don't you yeah, at least you get the initial viewing and you get the viewing where you're sufficiently comfortable with the plot that you can just watch it and watch what it's telling you when yeah. it tells it to.
0: It's a, it creates an immediacy of um, value into the film. You're like, I didn't get that the first time until it was explained to me. And now I get it, so I can go back and watch it. And that's just another film. But I'll happily watch it yeah. from time to time. Because it reminds me, every time I watch it, it reminds me of that first time I watched it. Which is like, what the fuck? Which you can very rarely get with mystery type films. Where things yeah. aren't explained to you until the 11th hour. Yeah. Um, I mean to me he's my favourite
1: director, but yeah. I still maintain that he's Well
0: it's because he's he's
1: I don't he, really he's not overcooking like anything. That structure too much. No. I think it's a bit unnecessary and douchey, but But imagine I, if he I
0: moved away from like it but now the, you wouldn't know what to do. You're like, oh, that was forgettable. I I think more than anything though, I just like the way he films things and yeah, his general style. Same, I I I like that. It's clean. There's a really there's a real cleanness to what he's Putting on camera at any given time. Maybe it's just because he likes filming buildings more than. um, Yeah, he he loves brutalist concrete architecture. Which I do as well. Oh, that's satisfying. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I like that and I like. um, I'm going to make a um, space
1: space station, but it's clearly just a um,
0: concrete cylinder. I'm going to create an AI robot, but it's just a fucking brick. (laughs) Yeah. um but I mean, if there's two things I like, it yeah, it's like brutalist architecture, um, things filmed in IMAX, and um, anything in space. I'm like, yeah, cool, okay, all of those boxes are ticked. Yeah. Whereas I think yeah. the only time you get a mystery, I say if you compare it to Shama Lama Ding Dong, the only mystery, like only movies that you genuinely enjoy watching beyond the fact that the the rug pull happened was the Sixteenth because just the tension in the movie is just really 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 good
1: yeah um, and it's got that yeah, new england the...
0: kind of like there's an architecture behind it as well with the city and the houses uh and the lighting in those houses and it just all kind of clicks in the same way that you're like this feels not safe it's really eerie it's a very ghost movie
1: oh i still maintain that his best movie is signs.
0: yeah so do i it's
1: um because have you noticed that there are two very distinct groups of people that when it
0: comes to watching signs? Ones that just are bored shitless and hate it. And, like, and those that find water? it
1: terrifying.
0: Yeah. And I'm in the terrifying. There group. is nobody in between.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: I I i his
1: birthday party yeah. and the bit where he looks out the window and you just see it like. He, he doesn't even
0: look corner. out the window. He looks out the window after it's run off screen. And he, he feels you something just move. See you see it. Because I never saw it for the Uh, first few years. I like the first couple of times I watched it
1: on VHS and without good lighting, you can't see it. No, I've learned.
0: Um, And fuck you for bringing that movie up when I'm in the house alone. God damn you! (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I I think it. I maintain it plays to the
1: existential fear of people like us. Yeah.
0: Well, I maintain that the people who don't enjoy watching that film have never understood what it's like to be in a room, like in a house, um, with quietly, like just. With just real tense quietness in, yeah. in the house, and to feel uh, a certain energy. <laughs> he, even he's
1: really good at making quiet deafening.
0: Yeah, um, and that's probably why some people don't like it, is because, but they don't understand why they don't like it. I don't like it, and I'm like, I I love experiencing that in a in a fictional way,
3: <laughs> in yeah. a
0: constructed, controlled way, where I'm not actually experiencing it, but I know that feeling. And it's fucking great that someone managed to capture it on a fucking camera.
2: Yeah. And with just literal
0: performances from people reading words off a piece of paper and being able to pull that to the front with whatever it is that they're doing and putting that on a movie. It's fucking cool.
1: It's It's terrifying. Yeah,
0: it satiates that part of your brain that's like, oh, I can't believe they managed to pull that off. Yeah. Um, Because it's... Something gen- like in the same way that somebody can genuinely make you laugh by doing something really fucking weird and doing it on camera, and you're like, ah, oh, that tickles me in the really in a weird way. I wouldn't want to see that in real life. Um, yeah. Um, maybe it's in the same way that you know you watch something cringeworthy, and you're like, oh, I can't watch that because it's cringeworthy, even though I know it's fake, it's still cringeworthy.
1: Oh, yeah so maybe people, yeah, that, people just that don't that know means, how to understand that's, it yeah. i mean I, I always I always struggle to i try to, but I never get the answer I'm looking for. Hmm. I want Dad to explain to me why he doesn't he just won't watch horror movies really oh. no, my dad hates horror movies huh it's not a fear thing it's just I think something about the process just doesn't appeal to him. yeah
0: did he grow up in Harer because that would explain a lot <laughs> that that town is haunted
1: <laughs> he grew up in Mapo.
0: <laughs> I don't know where that is.
1: And then Howard. Oh. It's it's like one of the you know how there's just like a bunch of rural settlements in a ring around Howard, Right, yeah. He was Yeah, it's one of those and then he
0: then he lived just They're also the South an indigenous Hauer. people of Brazil. But um <laughs> Yeah, that that's, he, that town he is pretty f- much grew up in Howard, yeah. That town is fucking haunted to the point where there were so many people that would just like casually talk about how haunted a house was that they rented that they'd just like moved out the next day and am like, Oh hey, it's just a thing, it's just hardware really yeah yeah uh i mean it might have been just more from the fact that we had actively talk about that shit in our own experiences so people were like oh yeah we we checked this house it was like no the pot started spinning when we like there was a a uh friend of a friend of a friend i think we were just yeah. talking to them about this house that they had moved into um they told us one time, I was like, ah, whatever that's fine moved in uh the first night he walks into the kitchen where there was a, a pot on the stove. And it was just spinning on the element, like violently no, spinning. No, that ain't on the... me. <laughs> yeah, just, it's just like, nah, cool. I'm out. <laughs> All right.
1: yeah. See, I grew up on the edge of town, and like, a, what was a new sort of subdivision development at the time? Yeah. In the house my parents built, yeah. that they didn't. It was it was farmland when they bought it. Yeah. So, no history whatsoever, but. I mean, that shit seemed to follow you around when you were a kid. Yeah, and um, the... To th- be fair, the one old house I
0: lived in with you seemed to be haunted. <laughs> and I don't I don't think that was following... I don't think it follows me, which is good. Because as soon as I move away from family, I'm like, oh, it's gone. Well, you know, things... Okay, so never,
1: you never had anything weird happen in Wellington?
0: Not in Wellington, no. Definitely not. Um, I've had, oh, like, okay. a couple of experiences in Hamilton, and I, th- I feel like those were just, just the houses we were living in. Or the people were. You lived
1: in a scary house in Hamilton.
0: Yeah, that one's terrifying. I I maintain that one was definitely fucked. Um, I mean, there was one other one where I remember waking up. That
1: house was. It looked like the scary house at the end of the street from the outside. And then, like, it it was actually more calming to be inside it than it was to be in view of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we're inside, it's like, oh. But I I maintain that was possibly just the voodoo getting us we're in we're inside the voodoo now so it's it seems fine because we we're, we're experiencing time differently right tinted <laughs> <Roached now. laughs> voodoo goggles six days have passed outside this house and only an hour has passed inside here and we haven't noticed oh because god. Of, of scotch and adult swim oh god. Oh god, oh god oh god um yeah there was one other house i lived in in hamilton after i moved out of that one um yep. a couple of years later the um it's the other end of hamilton but I remember waking up in the middle of the night and seeing somebody standing in our doorway. The door was closed, but I still remember where the door was, there was somebody in the, in the door. Uh. Um, and then we'd hear footsteps as well going up in the hallway. It's a similar sort of yeah. like um, garage and and second, there was a garage and a room underneath the the like in the basement, bottom story sort of thing. That wasn't really a story. The main house was the top story but you could go downstairs into the garage and a um, like a rumpus room as well. Fucking oh, yeah. hell. So you'd hear footsteps when you're down there, you'd hear footsteps when you were in any of the adjacent rooms upstairs. It was, yeah, it was an old house.
1: Oh. Did not last long. I've, um, Charlotte gets those types of vibes off houses, but, but she didn't seem to get anything out of where I am now, or at least nothing particularly. It was kind of like a. I think there's something, but it's not malicious.
2: Mm.
0: There's um, yeah.
1: I mean, because it's, there's so
0: it's, little that you can possibly ever hope to explain as to what it is that can be experienced or felt at any given time. It's like it could just be so many different things. I'm like, we could just yeah. be sitting on a on a fucking fault line, or a ley line of some kind. that's sending up weird magnetic signals to our brains. Yeah, in this yeah. Particular it,
1: it could be a level of um uh yeah whatever that's causing you to hallucinate hallucinate
0: um it could be you know certain people's depressed energies around you at any given time just happen to be weirdly amplified in this environment before what because there's something in the paint that just triggers something in our brains yeah it does something chemically that we can't hope to understand yet um there's so many different things and yeah it's
1: I oh. I want to believe it's ghosts just because I think that's yeah. cool. Oh, I mean, that, it's not the same as I believe in
0: ghosts. No, And that's where I that's where I said as well. It's like, I want to believe there's something there but at the same time um I've taken enough psychedelics to just fully dismiss any comprehension my brain can make of anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I can't you trust my eyes I can't what trust it my... can
1: conjure therefore
0: yeah. I can't trust my eyes I can't trust my ears um
1: power to you for being able to go back to sleep in the house after seeing shit in the doorway
0: didn't really have a choice like you're in the you're in the moment (laughs) you you are you genuinely don't have a choice you're in that moment you're like you see something you're half asleep um tiredness prevails um think of it as moments of when you're like um you're not sure if you're dreaming or
1: you're in that between place which i think is a solid justification for why it happens yeah
0: um and just those times when you're so far gone in terms of falling asleep that you can't even think to go brush your teeth. It's those sorts of that sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, fuck it, I'm just it's done.
1: I mean, um, we still there's still time Nothing's ever come
0: still... at me, so it's like there's never been a sense of Oh
1: God, get out of the way.
0: Yeah. Run away from something sort of thing. It's just yeah. Which there's is why always we main... could
1: still become ghost hunters and turn this into a ghost hunting podcast. Yeah, we definitely <laughs>
0: I I still maintain we need to start interviewing people, so we can do that.
1: Yeah, we do. Um,
0: how we go Actually, about that, we can. Um,
3: should
1: yeah. I? I should. Did I shit on him on here? I was going to say I should potentially interview that. Try and interview that Eight Legged Freaks guy.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we didn't shit on him. Um, I made some jokes about Eight Legged Freaks.
1: Um No. I don't know. We we'll, we we'll, we should we should. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I have one somewhere, if, like a list of people I want to talk to. But mm. we should do that regardless. But anyway, this has has been about two hours.
0: Um, sure, hasn't hasn't actually been yeah. three and a half hours on the.
1: Clock. Oh, sorry, three and a half. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, this has been wide hu- wide what? <laughs> This wide has been hard. wide shut. I'm He's your host, host Logan. Jobber. He's your host Jesse. Um, welcome to the new decade and a new season. Um, we're continuing the same way we always have, I guess. Yeah, I'm full of
0: gin, drenched in sweat because this room is tiny and it's hot. It is
1: hot, and I have six empty bottles of spades in front of me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Feeling um, weirdly
1: sober considering how many empty vessels there are. We me. we hit
0: that right um, conver- level of um, conversational pub Co- beers where it's like so we've just this is true, yeah, yeah. just drinking and yarning yeah. But this um, has been wide shut. Find us in all the places. Uh, um, yeah,
1: I've I've still got to talk about the Me Too show next time. But it, I'm watching it as I go, so it's I'm not finished with it yet. Um,
0: what's it called? The Good Morning Show. Oh, the Me Too show. So cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 the other Apple show. Yeah, we'll say we'll we'll park that. It's it's good.
1: Everything I heard said it was shit, but it's good. Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston is good. Um, what's her name sweet home alabama lady is good reese witherspoon
0: without her spoons and um steven carell <laughs> without spoons
1: yeah and nah, um steve carell who is not really in it that much but yeah. it is interesting to see like somebody that's sort of played off as universally likable yeah. being the guy that fucked his life up by being in everything that moves
0: oh yeah so he's like michael scott if michael scott had charisma
1: Pretty much. yeah.
0: Because no one liked Martin But Marty it also, Scott. Felt it, sorry it, for him.
1: Um, it doesn't paint him as bad from the start. You sort of start to go, eh, and even he starts to go, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a weird conversation he has with Martin Short where they're both discussing. Martin Short's like,
0: in this show? Great
1: briefly Uh, they're like in martin short's house discussing being vilified by the media and then as he goes on he's like yeah but martin short you're like an actual predator i'm just like a something in between
0: (laughs) (coughs) which itself just sounds like a skit that martin short would have been (laughs) yeah
1: like creepy late career martin short where he kind of looks like a um tiny mouse liberace man yeah 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 um, yeah we can't
0: quite tell if the hero is real the suit's real, <laughs> nothing's, the real, man. real yeah. nothing's real the face is
1: real nothing's real
0: yeah just uh, before so we look go look forward to that review yeah yep. uh, before we go as well we need to we need to talk about Kevin as in the Kevin Smith have you been listening do you listen to Fat Man on, on Batman or like the Fat Man Beyond podcast? you know I hate comic books you genuinely should, could, it's barely about comic books it's mostly him i jo- tuned
1: out <laughs> a small because i got sick of him retelling the story of clerks to every single guest uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. this isn't him and guests this is live shows with him and his black friend as they um talk about news and, and mostly pop culture like news and, and movies and things being made and tv shows and all that kind of stuff uh, hmm. but a lot of it is him just being a genuinely good dude to his fans and his audience uh, while also oh, just being like uh, yeah i can't talk about that but that sounds like a really good idea for a show and then you learn six episodes later it's like yeah i I was told that at the time because i've got inside knowledge about so many things but i get stoned every morning and come to this podcast and i'm terrified about talking about things that i'll get in trouble (laughs) for um and he loves everything that's the kevin smith thing but he makes fun of the fact that he constantly cries um at at the drop of a hat he does
1: he's a very emotional
0: dude but his um even
1: more so now that he's a massive stone yeah
0: but his his um his co-host is like the when i talk about marvel films he's the his co-host is the you in that situation where he's like fuck right, that okay. fuck this fuck those guys i can't bring up race because then people will yell at me online for bringing up race <laughs> even though this is clearly about race but fuck this um, yeah um and he's okay a, he, he's a tv my writer, favorite you know.
1: part of smodcast was his co-host
0: yeah his co-host is brilliant he's um he's a he, he he's a, he was an entertainment journalist for a while. He's a he's a TV writer. Um, they've worked on a bunch of different things together and apart. And yeah, they just yeah. show up once a week at like um, at some bar and then just do a podcast. So it's gotten me through like the last two weeks of just being on leave. And I've run out of podcasts because it's the Christmas period. No one's uploading any real content. So I just started smashing through two-hour episodes of that while, like, out the gym. You really need to get into profiles and eccentricity. I do. I've listened to a couple of them, but yeah, I haven't been able to. To be fair, it took a while to get into this this one as well that I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: once you get into the meta of like who the hosts are and their constant in jokes, that will sustain you through summit if or if or when some of the stories are a bit more sloggy
0: yeah and that's the same with this kevin smith one like I, I started picking up ones that i knew that were talking about things that i wanted to hear like i started literally sure. with the rise of skywalker um review yeah. because i knew they would tear into it to some degree well i was just genuinely yeah. interested to see what people thought about this because he has audience questions and all sorts going through so it's a massive discussion okay. about
1: I, I've watched it on YouTube before, but I've never stuck with
0: it. It is literally just what we do. They talk about movies that they've seen or TV shows, and yeah. talk about better ideas about how they sh- how it should have been done. <laughs> okay, oh, it wouldn't have been cool if they had cast this person, or it wouldn't have been Oh fuck, man, you're just writing a better movie than I am. Fuck you, <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> um, so genuinely uh, nice. enjoyable. Start with the start with the cool. later Star Wars one and work your way backwards.
1: So if you learn nothing from us, it's that you should. Uh
0: listen to listen better to people <laughs> listen to better richer more famous people talk about things yeah. i've actually got inside knowledge about people
1: with actual inside knowledge rather than just some like what do we they call it a desk jockey or some shit like that when you like think you know shit about things i'm sure expert yeah. that's the one desk jockey sure all <laughs> right this has been wide shot we out